0: Together, growing in faith, changing communities in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke chapter 9, verses 51 to 57. When the days drew near for Jesus to be received up, he set his face To go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him, who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But the people would not receive him, because his face was set towards Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to bid fire to come down? from heaven and to consume them. But he turned and rebuked them and they went on to another village. It's a beautiful reading. There are a few things that I want us to unpack. The first one, when the days drew near for Jesus to live, to depart. When the days drew near. Time is always on the go. No matter how comfortable I am, no matter how well I'm living, I'm always chasing against time. I'm always on the move towards something. And so for Jesus, when his time on earth was drawing near, he knew that he had to go. He knew that he needed to go towards Jerusalem. And he couldn't say no to that. He couldn't say no to his destiny. He couldn't say no to that which awaited him in Jerusalem. Now you know very well that in Jerusalem there is passion, there is death, and thank God there is the resurrection. Jesus knew that he was about to go and to die. I'm reminded of those who, who lives, who stay in institutions where they are receiving palliative care. I'm reminded of people whom the doctors have said to them, there's nothing else we can do for you. I'm reminded of people Who only live on medication to numb the pain. I'm reminded of people who are fearful. I'm reminded of people who are frustrated. I'm reminded of people who've lost hope. I'm reminded of people who feel alone. Every day is a burden. They look at themselves, they look at their lives. And they know each day is closer to their death. I love what Jesus does. There are certain things in life that I cannot change. There are certain things in life that are beyond my control. And so Jesus embraces it. He goes through it. Trusting. In the mercy of God. I do not know what lies ahead. I do not understand what I've been told. But I'm able to trust God. And I'm able to surrender to God. I'm able to pray because I have faith. That God knows what is good and what is best for me. Then there's another element that also fascinates me. As Jesus is about to embark on his journey to Jerusalem, he sends some of his disciples and he says to them, why don't you go into the village of the Samaritans and then probably we could spend some time there. I don't know why Jesus wanted to go there. Was it to retreat? Was it to gather his thought? Was it to preach? We don't know. The author does not tell us. But what we do know is that they did not want Jesus to come. Now, you and I need to go into the mind of Jesus. He's frustrated. He's sad. He's fearful. Because he knows that the road ahead is too much. Emotionally texting. He knows that. And so he's looking for a place, hopefully, to vent, to rest, to find himself, to find some consolation. And he doesn't get it. When days are dark, friends are few. Have you ever been disappointed by someone you trusted? You know, there are certain people that will drop anything just to help. There are people that you could call them when you are in a crisis. They will travel to make sure that you're there. If they cannot physically be there, they will drop the phone and they will be phoning around making sure that you receive the assistance they will go and do all that they can do in order to alleviate the pain and suffering. There are people who are number one when it comes to helping you. If there is a death, they are the first one at your house. If there's something going on, they are the first one to offer help. Those are kind of people that we know. Unfortunately, they do not always receive the same love, urgency that they've given to others. There are people that you know that you have dropped everything to be with them, but when you are in need and you phone them, they are forever busy. They don't have time for you. They make excuses. You've sacrificed for them and they don't value you. You've made them your number one. You've made them your priority. But unfortunately, they have not made you their priority. You've put them on a pedestal and you will drop anything and everything for them. But for them, it's not like that. That's the sad part. And Jesus experiences similar emotions. The Samaritans don't want him. They're not prepared to have him around. It's too much of a nonsense for them. But look at the reaction of James and John. They go to Jesus and they say to him, Do you want us to build fire upon them? it seems like a human experience somebody has hurt you somebody has hurt me the human experience will be i want the revenge i want them to feel the same pain that i felt but listen to jesus jesus says no i don't want you to do that and if you look into our lives how many people Have suffered how many people are bitter how many people are angry how many people want revenge in truth in all honesty will revenge change the situation no it won't and others you may hear them arguing at least they will feel the pain well them feeling the pain will it change how things have happened the answer is no and so jesus turns around looks at them and he says to them no don't stoop to that level do not do it to them because it's not going to do you any good and for those who are thinking of that let's listen to the words of christ it's not worth it walk away and you'll be fine may the blessings of almighty god continue to be with us to protect to bless and to guide us the father the son and the holy spirit amen